time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. It's another edition of the Retirement Roadmap. And as we start today's show, I want you to imagine your retirement as a flourishing garden, nurtured over the years, ready to harvest. But how do you make the most of this garden without letting it overgrow or facing the penalties of neglect? Well, on today's episode, we're going to dive into the world of things like required minimum distributions and explore the art of financial gardening. We're going to learn why the government insists that we prune regularly from our financial portfolios and discover some strategies that will help you manage your harvest, much like you would a real-life garden. And we'll try to provide some real-life tales or hypotheticals of people who have tended their financial gardens well and thrived in retirement. And whether you're a seasoned investor or just planting those first financial seeds, this episode's going to offer you some good insights into making the most of your retirement blooms. Was that enough gardening uh, jargon there to fit into the uh, description to start off today's episode for you, Glenn? Well, you're 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 out there, aren't you, Walter? <laughs> We're getting a little creative today, folks. We're having some fun with it. So, yeah, let's harvest some wisdom and uh, give you the garden guide to required minimum distributions on today's episode. Walter Storholt here with Glenn Mosseller, of course, registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting. You can find us online at roadmapfinancial.com. So, yeah, we're setting the scene here, Glenn, for a good conversation about RMDs because it's not the most exciting topic in the world, so why not make it a little prettier by picturing a garden alongside of this in the uh, in the analogy here. Let's set the scene for folks a little bit. We've got this beautiful garden. Um, how does it represent somebody's retirement savings? What's it taken to get to this point? Well, Walter, I mean, and you think of a garden, right? I mean, you're, you know, you're going to harvest, right? And, and so it's kind of a similar idea that you're putting money away, you know, for, you know, for, for later on, right? Well, when you plant seeds in your garden, then things are going to come later, right? It's the same kind of idea. Now, when you're going into retirement, you know, you, you, you got to think in terms of, you know, well, how have you put your money away, you know, and in, in terms of what kind of accounts, again, as we've talked about on many, many episodes, you know, vast majority of folks have used the four hundred one k and I and traditional IRAs, you know, and so thereby it's just you know it, it's going to be it's going to be subject to taxation. So we got to be tax aware as we're trying to harvest this money out, and how do we how do we draw it out? And we're going to have certain requirements when we reach certain ages. We just kind of think in terms of okay, well, let's plan for that. You know, when are we going to be harvesting? How are we going to be harvesting? And so that's kind of the the idea of, of of how we'll look at this as we as we go through today's episode. Uh, I love it. I think it's going to be great. So let's talk a little bit first about why RMDs exist. Why does the government make these things uh, a thing in the first place? Right. Well, I get that question, Walter. It's just like you know, I mean, literally, some people get really angry. It's just like, well, why are they forcing me to take this money out? Yeah, you know, we don't want I mean, to be forced to do anything. Why, what's that? <laughs> we don't want to be forced to do anything, right? Well, no, you don't. But but you know, but that's that's just like it's like you know, it, it's like I, I have to kind of put the brakes on with folks. I say, well, hold on a second. You know, this is this was you know whether it was explained to you or you fully understood it. This was the part of the bargain when you when you decided to put money into these accounts. Think about what is this money that's going into these 401ks and these IRAs. It's wages that you earned 
that you have that you're that you've made the decision i'm going to put it into this account and not be taxed on it until i pull it out of the account rather than being taxed on it at the time that you earned it so in essence it's it's kind of it's a form of deferred wages or deferred compensation and in essence i mean it was always going to be taxed it just depends on when is it going to be taxed and you and you and basically signed a contract so to speak to say okay i'm going to start taking it out at this age and you know and and you know when 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 the government says those required minimum distributions must start and you know when you think about it like that it's like okay well yeah i you know and people it's like okay i guess i guess that's right but i still i feel like it's my money and you gotta take a step back from that it says yes a portion of it is your money but a portion of it was never your money a portion of it was has always been the government's money because you put you know if you had if you had taken it as wages at the time and then you would have paid taxes on it at the time so in essence you're you know the government is waiting for their their tax revenue and you know you've entered into this scenario with them that says okay i'm i'm going to be i'm going to be paying that when i take it out and you know if you look at it kind of fair-mindedly you have to think okay well it can't be it can't stay deferred forever right it, it has to come out at some point and that's the you know the rationale behind the required minimum distribution if you will yeah it's really interesting so uh, it's understandable why they the government wants to do it and it's helpful for us to understand uh, the kind of the why behind these things so how about avoiding RMDs any way to do that so well I mean there's a, there's a few ways of doing that you know I mean if you in, number one is the idea of well, number one, if you don't put any money in that kind of an account, right, then there is no RMD. Right? That's, <laughs> but that's not normally what folks do, and I'm not necessarily advocating that. There's also the retirement account that is the, you know, is the Roth kind of an account, whether it be a Roth 401k or 403b or IRA, where you put money in after you've been taxed on it, right? And then when you draw it out many years later, then what you put in there has already been taxed and the way that that Roth account works is is that assuming that a couple of I's have been dotted and T's have been crossed there's going to be no taxation on the on that on the growth either so that's a way of avoiding RMDs at least in your lifetime and your spouse's lifetime if that kind of an account was to pass on to you know like adult children or grandkids or other other people besides your spouse then there may be, you know, there may be the requirements to, you know, to get that money out in a particular, you know, time frame. But you know, in general, if it's your account, you know, then then it's not going to be, you know, you know, subject to those required minimum distributions. There's also the scenario, Walter, that we use a lot of times with with folks who are clients of mine. They're called um, QCDs or qualified charitable distributions. I have a lot of folks that give money to their church or to other charities or nonprofits. And, you know, there's a way of being able to, to, you know, to give money directly from an IRA to those charities or to those nonprofit organizations where that nonprofit is a nonprofit. So they're, they're by definition, not going to be taxed on it. But if you give it directly and again, you've got to you've got to dot a couple I's and cross a couple T's. But if, if that qualified charitable distribution is given properly, then it doesn't show up as income on your tax return either, which tends to be kind of an interesting situation for a lot of folks, you know, and if, if we if you follow that exactly, because 
you know, more often than not, if you're not doing it that way and you're not able to itemize your, your deductions because you're, you're, you know, you're kind of, you know, in that situation where a lot of your deductions have gone away and if you're taking the standard deduction, if you take your regular distributions out of your IRA, pay taxes on it first and then give and then donate money, well, now you're, you're, you're donating after-tax money instead of pre-tax money. So, you know, using those QCDs or those qualified charitable distributions as a way of being able to avoid taxation, it's satisfying the RMD. So you're technically taking your RMD, but you're not necessarily getting taxed on it. And so, you know, if, if you, you know, if you're sending all of that, you can send all of that or a portion. Sometimes you can see, you know, you can send more than just your required minimum distribution to, you know, to the nonprofit if you, if you so choose. There are some, some specifics that we're, you know, we're not going to go deep into the weeds about, but if that's something that's, that sounds interesting, that's something that certainly talk to your, uh, your financial advisor and, or your, um, your, your tax preparer about, and, you know, and what are, what are the rules around that? Because we could spend a whole show on that, Walter. But but you know, I think everybody yeah. kind of gets the point. It's it's an interesting way of moving money out of those accounts in a, in a tax advantage me- you know method. If if you're if you're planning to give money away anyway, right? Why not give that money versus other money that that's already been taxed? Let's bring it back to gardening for a second to just uh, reconnect those dots. I think about neglecting a garden. This happened to us this year, Glenn. We went on vacation, forgot to line somebody up to water the garden for us, came back, everything was dead. <laughs> so all the all the work put into that kind of ruined the garden a little bit this year. And I compare that to my, uh, my father-in-law. He, he lives over in Graham and has the most amazing garden you can possibly imagine. Their entire backyard is an oasis. And he spends every day in there pruning and maintaining and keeping track of it, making sure things are well watered, all that good stuff. So his is such a stark difference to ours when you compare. And if he didn't do that work, he would lose it. That garden would go away if he didn't prune it, if he didn't manage it, if he didn't manage the pest risk and disease when it pops up and cutting all of that off. All those kinds of things he's got to pay attention to to keep that garden thriving. And if you neglect it like we did, you get a dead garden. So this makes me think about the risks of not planning for RMDs in advance. If you don't have a plan for when you're going to go on vacation and take care of that garden, you're going to lose it. What about with RMDs and what are the risks if we just kind of ignore this whole thing for a while during the planning process? Right. Well, I mean, if you just totally ignore it, you know, obviously, you know, particularly if you ignore it once you've reached the magic age, right? And again, you know, and I'm, and I'm avoiding using, you know, saying the specific age that you're going to be, basically because the law has been shifting and changing, you know. And so, certain over the la- particularly the last couple of years, it's like, you know, well, if you were, you know, if you had this birthday or you were before this this date, certain, you know, you were you were going to be, you know, seventy and a half. And then a couple of years later, then it became seventy two. Now it's seventy three under certain circumstances, you know. So. So, you know, it's like I don't want to get people confused. Obviously, you know, check check with your advisor and uh, and or your uh, tax preparer to see if, you know, if you're if you're in that if you're in that range of ages as to whether or not you need to start taking your RMD or, or maybe you missed one. But um, it's it's you know, it's important to know that. But if you miss a required minimum distribution, that's that can be significantly problematic, Walter. And why I say that is, is that the you know the government requires you to take that out that's why it's called a required minimum distribution and if you don't take that required minimum distribution they are going to force you to take it out later you're still going to owe the tax and you're going to owe a 50 50% penalty as well so 
you know, it's the 50% penalty plus the tax. So that becomes really, really painful if you if you miss it. Now, there are some ways it's like if you've missed it just one time, if you if you basically, you know, um, either you have to file certain forms and whatnot and ask forgiveness and never, 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 never do it again. There are ways that they that the government might, you know, uh, waive that waive that penalty. But it's not something that you really want to, you know, kind of tempt fate with, right? I mean, it's it, you know, that's a that's a stiff penalty, and they're very serious about it. You taking those required minimum distributions, and you say so you don't want to you don't want to see that happen. You don't want to lose that money. You know, you don't want to lose the money anyway to taxation, but you certainly don't want to have to to pay a fifty percent penalty, and that you know, on on even just one year, it just it's just that's that can be just devastating and, you know, and just, you know, it's, it's heart wrenching because it's like that money is just, just is like, it's just like almost like you set it on fire you know, in a way, you know, by accident if you didn't take it. Yeah, that's a great point. So there's not taking them, but then there's still a situation where you don't need the RMDs. I think about uh, a garden that we had a couple of years back, Glenn. Um, Connie was in between uh, ending school and starting her first job. That summer, she had a lot of time to put into the garden, and it blossomed really well. The only bad part was the plant that did the best was the eggplant. It took over, and we had more eggplant than we knew what to do with. And I don't even like eggplant, so... (laughs) We, we were harvesting fruits that we didn't need, that we didn't want to eat, or vegetables in that case. So, uh, you know, it's kind of like having an abundance of apples, but you can't eat them all. What do you do with them? I imagine you got a lot of clients that run into that situation with their RMDs. You're being forced to take this money out, like having a whole bunch of eggplants, but uh, don't really know what to do with them. What do you do in those situations? Right, right, Walter. Well, I mean, it, again, it can, it can be a variety of different answers. It depends on your situation. What are you wanting to try to accomplish? You know, do you have kids and grandkids that you possibly want to help out and maybe maybe do some gifting? That's one scenario. You know, again, you can you know, we can kind of loop back to what we were talking about with the with the um, qualified charitable um, you know distributions, and you know that's another that's another thing to, to be able to do if you're if you're charitable minded, you know that you can that you can do that. There's you know there's other you know you can certainly think in terms of possibly either reinvesting it back into certain investments or possibly you know sometimes you know folks will you know do basically a uh, you know there's 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 idea of of taking the the required minimum distribution paying the taxes on it and then what's left over using that to to purchase you know or or to to go towards life insurance premiums that can create a you know a, a tax free death benefit that can sometimes help offset if there's if there's other if there's other taxation you know at your passing there's a variety of different strategies that they can that can be employed again it just really depends on your particular situation what are you trying to accomplish you know, who all's involved in your legacy planning? Do you have do you have people or, or, or causes that you really want to leave things to? Sometimes the answer to that's yes. Sometimes it's no. Sometimes you've thought about it. Well, this is the way that I'm going to do it, or this is the way that I want to do it. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I, I always encourage folks to say, you know, well, let's think of, let's think about all the different ways that you can do this, and let's see if if if, if this you know if the way you're planning to do it is the most efficient way of doing it. And, you know, because more often than not, when I talk to people, you know, it's what they're really wanting to do is make sure certain certain monies and, you know, get to, you know, people or causes that they care about. And they really want to do it in the most efficient way possible. They don't, you know, I, I've never really met somebody that wants to just to say, well, I'm just I'm just going to do it this way no matter what. And, you know, and then they end up having to send extra dollars to Washington or, or to the state capitol just because 
they just refuse to look at other situations or other other different ways of, of planning and strategies. So I mean that just doesn't really happen. I'm sure, I, I, you know, at least not in my experience. And maybe maybe there are situations, but I think you guys are getting my point. Is is that you know we really want to just explore and see. You know, it's like okay, if you have this income that you didn't really want. Well, it's, it's you know, you're going to have to take it, and so how, now what are you going to do with it? And there's 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 different ways of getting of, of of utilizing that money to you know to the to the you know the goals and and the and the outcomes that you want to have happen. But again, you want to be strategic about it so you can be efficient with it. Yeah, it's an, another great point I think on that part, Glenn. So we've got the why figured out; these RMDs exist. Uh, how to avoid them, or at least some strategies to deal with them. What to do if you don't need them and why you don't want to just ignore them completely. Any real life examples or can you paint the picture maybe with a hypothetical for us, Glenn, on how you really help somebody with RMD planning? Like what are the actual levers look like that you're pulling and, and how you're fitting this into someone's plan? Right. Well, Walter, I mean, no, but we've, we've, we've had a number of those situations and, you know, and, and typically more often than not, I mean, when we're looking at, you know, planning for as required minimum distributions, we're looking at things through the you know through the lens of trying to be tax aware, right? Because we know that that, that those are going to be those are going to be um, you know taxable events when the money comes out, and so you know oftentimes we start moving money through and, and starting to take distributions you know before you have to, which is a little bit counterintuitive. A lot of folks saying, "Oh, I'm just going to wait until I absolutely positively have to take it. When they force me to take it, I'll take it, but I'm not taking it before then." Well, I mean, there are situations where that and might end up being the right answer, but there's a awful lot of cases where you know that, that that's not going to work out as as you necessarily saw it. You, that you that, that might not be the most efficient way of doing it because typically there's going to be you know there's thresholds for tax brackets, right? And if you're in if your taxable income lands at a certain spot then you know there may be more room in that particular tax bracket to draw more money out and through there that you can that you can kind of you know guide you know guide the money through at a tax rate you know that uh, that is maybe more favorable than than something that might be less favorable you know later down the line if tax rates change either because the government has changed the law or maybe your spouse passed away you know, or maybe the the account that's going to be subject to taxation grew and 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 caused you know your required minimum distributions to be even greater. There's there's a lot of different scenarios there. So you know it, it's it's pretty common, Walter, to be thinking about you know taking distributions before you have to. And like I say, that's 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 kind of counterintuitive for a lot of folks. But there's you know there's there's, there's certainly that is it's going to take the you know, take the form of, of how a lot of the planning that we do it takes. There are some situations where, you know, where we, we don't, we wait, we wait it out or, or we, or we say, okay, we want to, we want to still maintain a certain amount of money. That's going to be, that's going to be required minimum distribution. But if we've taken some out before that, then we're trying to manage how much that's going to be in terms of, you know, in terms of, again, that, that tax aware planning, certainly, you know, there, there's situations where we, you know, we see that, that, that money is, is going to fund, you know, either another investment or, you know, a, maybe a life insurance policy, you know, to help create, you know, a death benefit that's going to be tax-free. We've also used it as, 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 a, as a gifting, a way of you know, giving money to you know, the people you care about, you know, to kind of help them, you know, get started, maybe kids or grandkids, you know, or, you know, particularly, you know, the college tuitions and things like that, you know, can, that can come into play. 
there's you know again there's 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 certain I's to dot and T's to cross you know to make sure that the that that planning is is most efficient. But you know it's you know it's it's never a one size fits all. There's so many different variables there, and again it depends upon the size of the account. What family do you have? What 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 objectives do you want to you know to achieve? You know, do you, you know, are, are you charitably minded? There's lots of different things that can go into that that RMD planning, but it's something that you know an awful lot of people just don't even really think that much about, and then they're kind of cut flat-footed when they when they arrive at, at you know they, they well I just didn't know that I could you know quote unquote do RMD planning. You know, it's, you know, I just figured that I just had to take it when I got to this age and I was just going to just kind of be forced into it. Well, you know, I mean, that's one way of thinking about it, but there's, there's, there's a whole other, you know, plethora of strategies that, that can go in and, and, you know, just explore what's your situation and how can we most efficiently get that money out. I think you're more often than not better off, you know, trying to take that, that tact. And, and a lot, again, a lot of people, just, it's a, it's a difficult situation and difficult topic for a lot of people because they just don't even want to talk about their that they're going to have to take money out of these accounts. But if is is you know the sooner you face it, you know, and the more you know, the earlier you start planning, the better off you're going to be. Yeah, it's a great point, Glenn, and uh, that's kind of a great spot to leave our conclusion today. You know, I think about the the garden and tending it, and the importance of little things like pruning and uh, planning for when you're going to be on vacation, how it's going to get watered, uh, making sure that you are getting it the proper amount of sunlight on where you plant it. Just those little things make a big difference in the long term of how productive and enjoyable that garden is going to be for you and your family. Well, it's the same thing with your retirement. A little bit of management here and there, a little bit of advanced planning, um, a little bit of tinkering with things like RMDs, tax planning. We could layer more and more things into this. If you just make sure that all these things are getting the proper attention, you're going to build a retirement that's enjoyable and that's well-structured for the future and going to produce just like a good garden would, going to produce extra fruits, vegetables, um, money, uh, going to produce opportunity for you to excel in the future and manage all of life's twists and turns. So put that kind of plan together. And if it's not something that you have in place right now, if you haven't done RMD planning as one example, pick up the phone, give Glenn a call and go through the planning process. You can start with a free consultation. Schedule that by calling 336-291-3535. That's 336-291-3535. You can also go online to Roadmap financial.com and just look for that free consultation button to schedule your time to visit. That's roadmapfinancial.com. Glenn, thanks for having some fun with us on today's show, talking a little gardening and a little RMDs. And I know we'll be back for another great episode next time. All right, Walter, take care now. All right, you as well. In fact, coming up next time, we're going to start a two-part series about universal retirement truths. We're all unique, of course, and we talk often about needing a custom plan, but there are a few things that pretty much apply to all of us. We're going to talk about how those affect the financial plan over the course of the next two episodes. So going to be a great foundational conversation that you don't want to miss. So come back and join us again next time right back here on the Retirement Roadmap. Retirement Roadmap. 